Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills in for Bill today. Well, Grant, Tiger Woods was six over through four, uh, six over through eight. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. He headed to the ninth tee where he could drive the green. He birdied that hole five over through nine. He heads up to ten, throws a dart with a wedge, four over through ten. A little bit of a run, maybe. We'll see. A lot of work to do to battle for the cut. He is still, after that birdie, tied for 137th with a lot of names that nobody has ever heard of. So a lot of work left to do, but some signs of life. Yesterday, I excuse me, tomorrow, when you play in the morning, much better chance to score because the wind is down. The afternoon wave is always more challenging on Lynx golf courses once the weather picks up and the day gets going. So maybe there's a little bit of fight there. If you can pick up a couple more, go into the clubhouse at one over, maybe even two over, and then go low tomorrow. It's possible. it's, It's like when your favorite basketball team is trailing by 19 in the second quarter and you think, hey, just get it to 10. Just get it to 10 by half. Just get just get it to an eight point game with a minute remaining. You know, you just start setting these arbitrary goals for your team's score to hit. That, that's what it feels like with Tiger. Although he did hit a nice shot, he gave a little wave, you know, just a little swag, a little wave to the crowd, acknowledge with crowd. Maybe he's getting hot. That basketball thing, I swear, science. My friend and I, yes. when we go watch Wisconsin play basketball, and it's mostly with college because of how volatile it is. Whenever they're down in the second half, we always need them to get in the same number bracket as the opponent. Like if Indiana has 68 and Wisconsin has 59, we need mm-hmm. Wisconsin to get into the 60s to think they have a chance, even though you could be down 69-61 and still eight points compared to like 72-68, which is four. We always think in the same number bracket is very necessary. It makes no sense, but that's how we try to talk ourselves into comebacks happening, but that is what it feels like right now. Yeah. Sports aren't rational at all. Like when you're behind 32 to 19, it's a 12, what a 13 point game feels like it's 20 because your score starts with a one. The other team starts with a three. Yep. Right. So we set up these, I guess, non-official meaningless boundaries or goals that we have to hit. What does tiger have to do today where you actually go to bed tonight, excited about, what he could do moving forward, like realistically. As I'm long, asking because you need to explain it to me because I don't know. To be honest, if the leg stays intact and he doesn't need emergency surgery to amputate it while he walks off the course, I'll, free, I'll feel pretty confident about tomorrow. The problem with golf is that you talk yourself into so much happening. Happens in other sports too, but the nature of golf is that it, it's such a toss-up and you know anything can happen. But then when you get out there, so much has to go perfectly right. So you talk yourself into all that stuff happening. So, yes, I will talk myself into it anyway. I'll say, oh, he needs to birdie his next five to make the cut. He could do that. He's done it before 20 years ago. What do you mean we talk ourselves into things happening in sports? We never do that. Oh, uh, speaking of that, next up on the docket, why the Brewers just have to get hot in September. A little bit of a lag there. We'll, we'll get that set up. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. 877-867-1670. Eric is back. Hello, Eric. Hello, hello. You asked me to call back maybe to clarify what I said? or I, I just wanted to hear your thought. You kind of got cut off after asking us how we described the lineup, and the answer was fine. Right. And, and, and Grant brought this up a while back. He may not remember. Um, 
it is um, that Kirk Cousins is like that. Kirk Cousins is just fine, but he doesn't have any real lows, and he doesn't have any real highs. Uh. He's always just fine. He's very above average, but not great all the time. Yeah, that's facts. Kirk Cousins did win a road playoff game. <laughs> well, I'll put it to you like this. Like, and Grant brought this up. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick up for Grant. It's wow. like he said, you know, like you got, you got Aaron Rodgers, who is always like in the upper eighty to ninety percent, and to one hundred percent up in the best, right? Yeah. You've got, yeah. Uh, um, oh, the Rams quarterback Stafford. Stafford. Stafford can be the worst quarterback on the field any given day and the best quarterback on the field any True. given day, even if even if Aaron Rodgers is on the field with him. Interesting. So, so what we have in the Brewers is a bunch of Kirk Cousins. They're just okay. I don't know and if I would listen. I don't know if I'd go as far as to call them Kirk Cousins though. I'd say they're more Joe Flacco's. Oh. Maybe Joe Flacco. Well, you know, either or, right? Unless Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, so apparently one day he was good enough, but he had a good defense, right? Yeah, got good pitching. Yeah, the Brewers have a horrible defense, so that doesn't really fit. <laughs> it doesn't really fit. Well, I tried, guys. You know, I'm a. I got I you. Try to see. I, got I tried. I tried. So it just uh, that's got to be it. So I'm I'm at work. I got people looking at me. And I, I'm telling them I'm busy. <laughs> I kind of, as soon as I get done talking to the sports show here, I'll help you. I got you. Love All it, right. Eric. I appreciate it. Call again. Thanks, Eric. Uh, it sounds like he's not on 990 at the moment. No, he he's an engineer or something. Like, he has a very real job. I I need to know more about Eric on 990. Can I, by the way? The connection cut me off, and I maybe had my best one-liner of the show. Can yeah, I go. rehash what I said? So you were talking about how we just need Tiger to do this, and he's right back in it, and we talk about how we you know, we always think things are going to happen, and they don't. And I said, no, 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 we never do that on this show. Like, we're not going to spend the next two hours talking about why the Brewers could get hot and why the fifth NFC Championship game will be the good one for Aaron Rodgers. The fifth <laughs> one is the charm. <laughs> And that's really the line I wanted to get that to. That was the, the one. Cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a couple more for surpassing Donovan McNabb for that category. But we don't have to go into that. No, we don't. No, he is no, mentioning what quarterback this Brewers offense is like. I said it earlier in the show. They remind me, at least as a follower and fan of the team, they remind me of Graham Mertz. It's a group that we have seen small flashes from all of them. They are productive enough where yeah, the team's winning. Like think last year after those first three games that were largely a disaster or three out of four grammar's played well enough for the team to win. He had, I would go as far as to say he had some pretty good games, but then you talked yourself into that being the difference and it's finally done. He turned the corner and then they get into September or October or for Wisconsin, the Minnesota game. And then they kind of fell flat and, and grammar's did. So that's what he, that's what the offense reminds me of. It's just a quarterback I try to talk myself into, yet I don't know how much is really going to change. The season is six months long. I have a really hard time believing that at no point in these six months we're going to have a stretch of baseball where we go, there it is. 
Like, that's the high end for this team. That's what they can do. We saw it last summer in June when Willie Adamas got here and they barely lost for like a month. Like, that's it. That's how good this team can be. We're still holding on to that. And with Graham Mertz, we're still holding on to the Illinois game, right? We're like, we've seen it. We know how good it can be. It's there. And we can't quit on him because of that. This Brewers team is similar, but like with Graham Mertz, I need to see another Illinois game here at some point to kind of recharge my fandom. Well, most people are still holding on to that game. I said soon after that contest, if you go back and you watch his highlights or you watch that game, there wasn't a defender within 20 yards or half of those receivers. Those were as layup, those layup as throws get, but that is what it is. We'll see when the season comes around. 877-867-1670. Let's go to line one. You're in the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Hey, I just got a word from uh, uh, Edgerton for you, Grant. Here we they go. Heard you, they heard you're coming down to golf, so they sent the groundskeepers out to grow those pansies along the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're going to fit right in with the short pants and the fairy shoes and, you know, and Tinkerbell-esque attitude. You're going to have pansies, you know, Lead, lead the way, buddy. So you follow the Olympic road all day long. Follow the I am going to go to a store and buy the best golf outfit. I'm going to look the part. Like, you're oh, going to see me on the course that day and think, wow, that guy golfs. That's half and the I'm battle. Not no. a club. Dave, you're no, assuming gonna... he's going to play, which I think is no. a mistake. Oh, no, no. He's got to play. Otherwise, I, the, the word, trust me, the word's already gotten out in the, in the Madison land. Grant's coming down. So, you know, Grant's got to play. Actually, or you that great, you that great, you could be my CNI chick for the whole day. So either you play or you, you, or, you or you drive <laughs> me around. So I, I could mean, just drive I, you around. That sounds great. I'd Dave, rather you have sure. to play, honestly. Dave, would you hire Grant as you as you were seeing eye helper? Uh, no, because people would beat him up. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but no, I, I got a name for his band. It's called the you know, they, they take up the Golden Girls because you know it's kind of that's kind of Grant's personality, you know. Oh God! What the hell! Uh, but, uh, okay, as far as the Brewers, I mean, we went, well, anyway, uh, we, we don't got to pick on Ben anymore because I, I told you I, we lit you up this morning because your idea of the Masters is miniature golf. But keep going, no, keep going. No, Tough take, no, but, but, but keep going. No, but, but as far as the Brewers, they need one player. People, all you it, the losers out there, oh, the Brewers, the Brewers they need one player. You got to get a left-handed producer bat in third. When they get healthy, the Brewers got a good team. They got a damn good pitching staff. They're depth one through five. They can go into any short series, dominate. What do the Dodgers and San Diego and the Cardinals, the Mets and Braves all have? They got a number three hitter who's good. Philadelphia, you know, they got no pitching. They're, they're going to falter in the second half. Nobody they don't cares. have no pitching. I'm going to stop you there. If you want to go into a sports take, I love to hear it, but at least yeah. get it right. They have two of the better pitchers in the National League. Continue. Yeah, first half, but there was, was no play. What do you mean three. first half? One of them was in the Cy Young voting last year. The other one finished runner-up in Cy Young a couple years ago. And, I'm not calling him the best, Dave. I'm not calling him the best here, but come on now. If you're going to come in and start trashing teams, at least get it right when you trash them. Zach Wheeler the is one of the best did pitchers make, in baseball. Did they make the playoffs? No, so they're not one of the best. I'm talking about play, playoff experience. Dave, I'm talking about their pitching. You said they had no pitching. I told you yeah. who their pitchers are. This is but funny. No, but they haven't won anything, so they're, they're not yeah, good. I don't need you to tell me that, Dave. They haven't made the playoffs <laughs> since I was 10. I'm okay well, with somebody's it. Gotta, somebody's got to tell you because you're, you're, you're in la-la land with the Phillies. What do you mean I'm in la-la land? You said they had no pitching. I said they have actually they two great starting pitchers. And where did they get them the last five years? 
Well, oh one of them God. has only been on the team for a year or two. The rest of the team sucked. They had an idiot managing them. That's why they lost. That kind of sums it right up, doesn't it, Benji? All right, Dave, continue your point. <laughs> no, but as far as, as far as the Bruins, no. They need one player. They got they, every, they got everything that could win, win a World Series. I pray to God they don't because as long as my Cubs have won, the Brewers can always look up and go, they can only wish. You know, you know I'll leave you this. That Brewers fans kind of like that show Wizard of Oz when the, the Wicked Witch is almost ready to get da- dead. All of a sudden, they pour. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, eight seven seven. Where is he going with that? I have no idea. I don't want to hear. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can. You are f- free to call in and rip however many baseball teams you want. If you're going to rip a team's pitching, at least get it right. The Phillies have a lot of flaws. That's like me coming at the Brewers and saying, "Yeah, but they have no great starters." Yeah, where's it gotten in the last few years? Exactly. They That's have so the best funny. starting staff in baseball, and they haven't won a World Series. Don't use that as some stupid argument to say they don't have starting pitching. 877-867-1670. He never fails to deliver, though. And also, for the record, I don't disagree completely with the take that one big impact bat could be the difference. I can't disagree with that. I love that you let him get into that take and then realized partly, like partially into the take. You're like, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to hear this. Like, you could have cut him off before he was even done talking about the Phillies and you let him go. And then you're like, mm, on second thought, I don't even care where this is going. I'm going to cut him off. That's good. I haven't gotten worked up today at all. I'm kind of proud of myself. There isn't much to get worked up about, but it's one of those ticking time bomb things. That's like that rant we played yesterday. It's like, there are just moments where it's just one, one, one little comment. You don't like the mini golf thing. I can tell you, you don't like that. Diss. No, it really I, doesn't I, get to me that much. I don't really okay. care. Okay. Sure. My problem is I think he thinks it's really funny when at the end um, of the day, it's like, to be honest, I enjoy mini golf. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I just, I wouldn't disrespect your golf knowledge or your golf playing. Oh, I, I no place to do so. I disrespect my own playing very often. I am horrific. Every, everyone should disrespect their own golf playing. Like everyone should feel like they're a bummy golfer. I feel like that's just the Midwestern way to be. That's how we are. Yeah, 877-867-1670. To cap off this terrific segment, Grant, I have a tweet here, and I think it's beautiful. It is the state of where we are in the year. Big 12 media days are happening right now, and this tweet (laughs) leads nowhere. That's why I'm throwing it in at the end of the segment. Pat Ford, great college football writer. Brent Venables, head coach of Oklahoma, former Clemson defensive coordinator, out of context. Quote, the fire holes, the fire hose, excuse me, is fully inserted in my mouth here. We've been blowing and going. Again, the fire hose is inserted in my mouth. We've been blowing and going. Uh, um, Would you like context? I was going to ask. So what is the, the theoretical or the, like in this analogy, what is the fire hose and what is it spraying out? So the context is, it was a variation on drinking through a fire hose line of learning on the job as a first time head coach, but the fire hose is fully inserted into his mouth and they've been blowing it going eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670 line one. Welcome to the bill Michaels show. Who do we got? What's going on guys? Still not working this week. What's going still, on? Uh, still calling in. This is Vagabond John. What's up? Vagabond and- John. 
as much as, you know, the Philadelphia sports scene and Dave Monona are just building a rivalry, uh, I had a question that is baseball related, although I'm not the biggest baseball fan. So tell me if this is a stupid question, okay? Yeah, shoot. Go ahead. Um, Brewers, pitchers. So contributors, right? You got about six that are really good, um, or at least above average, I would say. They go about six deep if you include, you know, Devin, Devin Williams and Josh Hader. So which of the either closers, bullpen, or starters? And we did this a little bit with the Packers on uh, the Grant Bill show. But which which Brewers pitcher is worth trading away to get a bat? Meaning, you know, obviously if you trade a star, you get a star in return. Or if you trade away maybe the fifth or sixth pitcher, you get, you know, um, a scope or, you know, a, a mediocre guy. So which pitcher – are you willing to part with to get an equal bat in return? So this comes down to the way that baseball is different with football. The contracts are very upfront and clear with baseball where this will differentiate is the answers I'm going to give you are the guys that they control for uh, fewer years going into the future. Like Freddie Peralta, from what I understand is under team control for for a longer period of time than Brandon Woodruff is. So I would probably answer that question and say Woodruff. Wow. Woodruff. And, and you'd probably get a pretty good bat. Well, I mean, actually, excuse me. Hater is the easy answer here because you'd get a lot back instantly. And he's a guy you're going to have to pay coming up here in a year or two. So he's my answer, but Woodruff would be second. It's really all about which guys can you keep on the roster with the contract they have right now. And then I would be interested in hearing Grant's take on the curse that would come with trading away Hater, right? That was the, I also that think was the big thing on the show. Trading away Woodruff gives me bad vibes too. That's a dude who started for you in 2018, hit a home run in the playoffs, homegrown ace. He was the guy that started all this. I I don't want to put these like limitations on who we can and can't trade, but I, I'm just I'm scared of the karma ramifications. Is all. That's fair. That's fair. And then um, switching topics a little bit. Uh, ben, I'm still not totally convinced in this Badgers football team and totally for sure making a bowl game. Oh, yeah. So, you called I, the other day and it went into some tangent and it didn't get to fully answer or they hit the end of the show. To me, the, the bowl streak is not in jeopardy at all because you look up and down their schedule and they'll be favored in all but probably two games going into it, maybe three depending on how the strength of the other teams they'll play. So the Ohio State game is a loss, but the out-of-conference slate is still really easy, and they're all at home. And then you go into the Big Ten West season. If Wisconsin starts losing games to Illinois and Purdue, who they uh, Illinois they lost to in 2019, but haven't lost to Purdue in like 15 years, if they start losing those games, then I could see them missing the bowl. But until they actually have a horrible year in the West, I cannot begin to think the bowl season or the bowl streak is at at uh, stake. Well, the only the only question that I had that I think would give me a little bit more uh, comfort is: Does your birthday what would be? Does your birthday land on the Washington State game? Yes or no? Uh, that is a good question. I'm almost positive it's a no. Uh, no, my birthday is on a Thursday. I'll actually be in hosting the Bill Michaels show that day. 
That's why I know that. That feels a little bit better because that was uh, that was the BYU game that was your 20th birthday, right? So that, that yes. at least we won't have that to repeat. But my big uh, my big thing, stars aligning, was like, oh, Graham Mertz, really exciting player. Is he going to lead this team to losing the streak the same way that my guy Ethan Happ led the Badgers to lose their tournament streak? So that was like the, hmm. the story writes itself kind of thing where, you know, you got these Wisconsin – you know, players that are following in the, like you said, you hope they get better year after year, but at the end of the day, they're just the guy that they are. Yeah. Um, very much how the Bears community felt about Jay Cutler. I think that was the earliest player for me that I remember following sports and being like, oh, everybody's excited that he's going to get better. And at the end of the day, he's still Jay Cutler. Um, we went through that with Ethan Happ, and I hope to God that you're right. We don't go through that with Graham Mertz. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. I, I'll hit that before we hit break quickly. The Ethan Happ thing. I mean, the roster he was with, that team was not good enough, clearly, to make the NCAA tournament. I can't blame Happ for that. He was their one real contributor. In terms of this football team, if if the bowl streak is in question, I think we're looking at the wrong things on the team. It's not only Graham Mertz. Jim Leonard is still arguably the best defensive coordinator in the country. The defense will still be tremendous. They're not playing the freaking SEC East or whatever division has Bama and all those teams. They're not playing juggernaut teams every weekend. The line should be good. I would say last year was a pretty significant down year. Same with the year before. Both years they made the bowl. Their floor is not just contending for a bowl game. Their floor is a little higher than that. I think it would be impossible for them to not make a bowl. I don't have They've a problem saying that. Bulls with way worse quarterbacks. They've won the Big Ten with worse quarterbacks, you know, or gone to a Big Ten championship at least. Definitely gone. Cam Phillips in 2011 when they beat Nebraska. You're telling me that guy's better than Graham Mertz? Yeah, I got you. Now, if they miss out on a bowl, it's not on Mertz. 877-867-1670. Woefully late for a break. Ben, Kenny Grant Bills are in for Bill Michaels. More coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back, Bill Michael Show. I don't want to wait to the drop of this song to actually start the segment. I'm Ben Kenny. He is Grant Bills in for Bill. Bill back Monday. We're here today. We're here tomorrow. Bill back for next week. Back from vacation. Saw Facebook updates. Looks like he is thoroughly enjoying his time in the sun. His time next to the lake. 877-867-1670. Listen, no one, no one will ever be denied their airtime on this program while Grant and myself are filling in. To those that are thanking me, starting the hashtag, thank you, Ben Kenny, for dumping Dave from Monona before he finished his point. You're welcome, but at the same time, I'm never going to say no. If you call in, you want to say something, more than yeah. welcome to do it. I'm never going to say no. We don't need to start a, a whole campaign thanking me for dumping his calls. Listen, he, he got to the end of his point. We didn't need to go back down the yellow brick road thing, so that was that. I I think I was missing his uh, Wizard of Oz analogy. Where was he going with that? Did I not pick up on what was he saying? I have no idea. Well, something about early. like skirts. I'm sure there are skirts worn in that movie. 
yeah, or maybe he was going to make fun of my shoes or, you know, ruby slippers like the fairy from that movie or whatever. I don't know. My show's the same way. If you call, you're going to get on. Probably going to stay too long. But this time <laughs> you're like, no, I need to get Eric on I-90 off the phone because I simply have to play these Craig Council sound bites. Like the world <laughs> won't keep turning if I don't get to the Craig Council sound bites. Eric <laughs> called yesterday giving me suggestions on a band name. I don't care. Yeah, I... The Dave from Monona, that's where he was going, I think. His band name for you. That was Dave from Monona. Didn't he say the Golden Girls? Yes. Yeah, that was I'm part not of naming my band the Golden Girls. Part of the shtick. Also, Grant, I was intelligently reminded Kurt Phillips, not Cam Phillips. Damn won, it. Won the Big Ten in twenty. Who's Cam Phillips? There's a Cam Phillips out there somewhere, isn't there? Something uh, he is a football wide receiver. Formerly on the Buffalo Bills, currently on the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. Virginia. I Tech. used to just refer to Phillips um, as that Phillips guy. And anytime I would mention Badger quarterbacks, I'd be like, ah, oh, Jack Cohn, Bart Houston, Alex Hornibrook, and that Phillips guy who wore the knee, the knee brace. Knee brace uh, is. And then, yeah, knee brace is, just like his O-line. And then I, somewhere along the lines, it was Kurt Phillips or Kirk. Kurt, Kurt Phillips. Kurt Phillips. Kurt Phillips. Sorry about that, Kurt. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that as soon as it's mentioned and it goes past the initial thought, I was thinking about reading the number, and then you get five messages that it's that it's this. But thank you, thank you for the reminding, Z and the D. As thank always. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to get a hold of the program, talk brewers, do it. Andrew Wagner will join us at one o'clock to talk about the team. Talk about moves, talk about which positions are, which positions help is more needed at, whether it's second base, center field, starting pitching, relief pitching, his thoughts on Josh Hader, his thoughts on Colton Wong, and more that's coming up top of the hour at one. Coming up tonight in San Francisco, 840 is the first pitch, 845, Brewers, Giants, Corbin Burns. 7-4, 7-4, and 2-2 two, two ERA, 134 strikeouts. Pitching in the All-Star game, as I said earlier this week, I get it. You give him one start this week, and then he pitches the All-Star game. Given where this team is and their struggles, though, Jason Alexander starting two games this week. I would have liked that to be Burns, though I understand it. Not really going to doubt Council that much. I've already done enough doubting of him with the whole Woodruff pulling last Saturday. But across from Burns, Carlos Rodon of the Giants. If you look for a guy to be an impact today, it's probably not going to be Colton Wong. Eight at-bats against Rodon, one hit. He also is trending not in the right direction. Yelich, seven at-bats against Rodon, also one hit. Willie Adamas is the one guy that has had extended success against the Giants starter. Go over to the other side. Really nobody on this Giants team except for one has had much success. That is Brandon Belt. He is 5 for 10 with a home run off Corbin Burns. Should be a low-scoring game. Rodon is terrific, 8-5, 2-7 ERA. I think he was snubbed from the All-Star game, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot of chatter about whether he should have made it. I don't think he did, but should be a low-scoring one. Grant, I always love watching games out in San Francisco. Number one, because it's beautiful. Number two, it looks great on television. But number three... I've always had the argument that the best plays in baseball are not the home run. They're not the strikeout. They're the double into the gap when two guys are on base and you see Mm -hmm. people racing around while the outfield gets it in. The outfield 
and its configuration in San Francisco, I've always loved. You get balls out there in the corner, weird stuff happens. That's my kind of baseball. It holds the ball too. Like home runs stay in the park, in that ballpark. And I love it. It looks great on TV. I'll go a step further, Ben Kenny. When I watch games at this ballpark, and I said this last summer, it feels like a playoff game. I don't know if it's because I grew up watching all those high stakes playoff games out in San Francisco. Maybe that's why. And maybe it's because, I mean, we watch a lot of games, great American ballpark, uh, PNC park. Like no one's going to mistake those for playoff atmospheres because they've never been playoff atmospheres in my life. But when I watch games in the Giants stadium used to be AT&T is it Oracle now. I'm not sure. Yep. Feels bigger. Feels like playoff games and it's dark and it's got the water and I love it. I love it. I'm well, with you. The, to start, the fans show up for those games. The yeah. stands are seldom empty, and that makes sense. It's a great place to watch a game, but that gives you that environment. I also have a weird thing where there aren't a lot of broadcasts I love watching throughout baseball, but whenever the Giants are playing and I have an excuse to watch them, I think their broadcast team is terrific, really fun to listen to. I think the Padres, you could say the same thing about. Aside from watching the teams I actually root for, if I just want to turn on a baseball game, I, it's always the Giants. Plus, there's that one moment. Did you ever watch MLB Tonight constantly when you were younger? Yes. Ba, 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 ba. So, one? yes, Greg Amsinger, love love him and that entire booth. I think at this point it was Amsinger, Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, and someone else there. And they're doing their live look-in stuff to Giants Park. I could find the clip on YouTube, but... Buster Posey comes up to bat. I think the Giants are down one with a man on first, two outs in the ninth. This game seems to be over. Good reliever on the hill. And he fouls one off straight back to the fence behind. Greg Amsinger goes, you know, guys, I have that feeling in my bad knee. I think we might get a, it is out of here. Then he goes, and we'll go and listen live. And right as the reliever delivers the pitch, Posey rips it to left, walk off home run. And two seconds later, we get a, it is out our hair. One of my favorite moments as a, just a weird nerd thing, but as a fanatical baseball watcher, I'm going to find best. The best baseball commentators have a, a way of doing that. Like I've heard Brian Anderson do something similar a lot over the last 10 years. You know, you'd have a pitch come in on Ryan Braun and he'd, he'd, follow it in and he'd take a, take a strike or take a ball. And Brian Anderson would say something along the lines of, you can tell he's really tracking the ball. Well, typically when he watches a ball like that, good things will happen. And then, you know, he hits a home run on the next pitch and you're like, damn, these guys are so dialed into the teams that they cover and the games that they're calling. It's really impressive. And if you can find the audio of that, I would love to hear it. I love that he made it about his bad knee too. That's awesome. Well, now every time I say something, I say, Oh, yep. Got the feeling in the bad knee. Then my friends ask me which bad knee, and I usually say the left one. Yeah, I did find the audio. Here it is. And Harold Reynolds is the other one. Harold Reynolds sticks out in this, but here it is. Buster Posey at the plate, two for four guys. I got that feeling my bad knee. I just let you know. (laughs) I got got that feeling my bad knee right now. And, And my bad knee never lets me down. Um, you see what I'm saying? He on everything. He is locked in. I'm, I'm, McCassie, I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Who's on deck? <laughs> put him on, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You nah, better think about it. You don't want to put the winning run in scoring position. I don't care, man. He might. 
We about to check out what he did in seven. You just keep rolling, Mr. TV guy. I'm just saying. That's why I might think about walking around, you know, pitching around a little bit. He's four for seven in his career against Juan Nicasio. All, I, all I'm saying is we might get a, it is out of here. So let's listen in live on MLB Tonight. Awesome stuff. I, I I watch that clip more often than I should. Baseball's the best. I was watching Baseball live. Baseball sucks, but baseball's also the best. It was so cool. Then they go to the the Greg Amsinger cam of them in the studio. Because while they're talking, the game is playing. So you're not seeing them talk. But they go to the cam of him going nuts when he goes deep. The second he goes in to the live looking. Oh, I love it. Imagine but- calling your shot like that as a broadcaster. That's fantastic. It's going to be excited for the Giants series, even though it's going to be late. I low-key love watching Brewers games while laying in bed, so I'm all about this. I kind of did call my shot in the exact opposite way this morning. I got really excited for Tiger Woods teeing off. I was on over the line the morning show here. He's going to hit his second shot on the first hole out of a divot as soon as I go on with the guys at like 9.05. And I mentioned how great it is the Tiger's playing, and I kind of say that I think he's going to come and play well. And then his next shot goes in the water, makes double, and it's just been off the track since then. Whatever. 877-867-1670. More coming up next. Andrew Wagner at 1 o'clock. It's Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. I'm Ben Kenny. He is Grand Bills in hosting today. Beautiful Thursday. I'll get outside a little later in the day and see the sun. Saw it rise. But at its peak, we'll see. I will. We'll see what I'm able to do. Kenny and Heilprin coming. Go out and uh, see the moon last night. Sorry to interrupt. No, I, I was asleep early. I was honestly falling asleep as the sun was finishing setting i was asleep by 9 10 9 15 i wanted to wake up fair and good for you not shaming i just had to ask i climbed five sets of stairs in the parking garage next to my building because i wanted to go up and see it and it was cool i was pretty tired after i was like oh five i didn't want to be that guy and take the elevator because the elevator it's got a window and you can see people in it and it makes me uncomfortable it it was a whole thing but i'm like i'll just (laughs) run up the steps quick and I got up to the fifth or sixth floor. I'm like, oh, but the moon was really cool. And I, I was listening to a sports podcast and I was, it was a nice little workout before bed. So glad yeah. I did it. The steps are tough. They are eight, yeah. seven, seven, you asked, eight, six, seven, 1670. John Heyman gave an update. He said teams pursuing Andrew Benatendi, what we were just talking about earlier, were informed by the Royals of his vaccination status a while back. Many of them are still in on Benatendi. Heyman says that even includes the Blue Jays as of yesterday, as they are apparently hopeful he may agree to get the vax as he is, if he is dealt there. We'll see how that situation unfolds if the Brewers stay in. John Morosi had mentioned them as a team that could be in the running, though the last report I heard, they were not included. It was mainly the Yankees. We'll see. We'll see if that's the bat that the Brewers believe can do it. Let's look at this giant series, Grant. Four games. I mentioned Burns versus Rodon. Both 
tremendous seasons by those guys this year. Each teams are a couple guys that have had success against them in the past, though not many. Then you get Woodruff versus Alex Wood coming up tomorrow. I would say the Brewers definitely have the advantage in that matchup. Then you go Eric Lauer versus Cobb. I think it's Alex. Yeah, it is Alex Wood. I I freaked myself out there, but Wood, 4.43 ERA on the season, 6 and 7. Woodruff, I uh, 7 and 3 with a 4.01, though we kind of know that he's looked good since he's come back from injury minus that one blow-up inning that last start when Council should have pulled him. Then you go to the next day, it is Eric Lauer on the bump for the Brewers, 6 and 3, 3.83 ERA against Alex Cobb, 3 and 4 with a 4.57. And finally, on Sunday, as it lines up, the game will be at 3 o'clock Central Time. Jason Alexander against Logan Webb. That's probably the one pitching matchup where the Giants have a considerable advantage. Webb's 8-3 and three with a 2.8. The way I look at it right now, they better win the Burns game. And then after that, I would be thrilled with 3 out of 4. I would not be mad with the split. It always feels like going to San Fran and playing is tough. The Brewers always stink going into the All-Star break. They typically stink on the West Coast, although in a lesser way the last couple of years. Um, Sunday's game, just telling you, a couple days ahead of time, feels like it could have catastrophe potential. The Brewers have had some gems, some meltdowns on the final day before the All-Star break the last few years. Is there a specific reason? Yeah. Yeah, is there a specific reason you would say that one lines up as catastrophe? Ah... It seems like, and you know I love Jason Alexander, it seems like we've had a great run, and I love him. But <laughs> Logan Webb versus Jason Alexander, I don't love. On the West Coast, I don't love. And with half of the team mentally checked out before the All-Star break, I just that seems like a game that's going to stink, and we're going to lose our minds about it on Monday and Tuesday on Sports Talk Radio. If I had to bet money, that's how that's going to go. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful time? You hit the all-star break, you get days off, you're just dwelling on that last one normally, or hopefully yep. a successful series as a whole. Yeah, maybe the Giants end up being the the final little charge that the avalanche control people set out to put that cornice over the edge. Maybe that cornice is getting a little too dangerous for the skiers below. That usually it was just tightly packed. It was good. It's just a natural feature of the mountain. Maybe they reach a point where you should blast it off because that could just fall. It could kill people, Mm -hmm. Grant. That's some dangerous stuff right there. There is a reason that we try to educate the uneducated about the dangers of a cornice. Uh, And there is a reason why Jason Alexander, like, there's a reason why he's not going to be on the team in the playoffs and in important games. I just, I don't know. I feel like that could be a meltdown type scenario. And Craig Council is the type of guy, if the Brewers are down 4 nothing in the third inning, he's punting that game instantly, and he will roll out the worst relievers <laughs> for the final six innings of that game, and it'll be bad. We could get Cancel a Chi-Chi Gonzalez-Jason Alexander special on Sunday in San Francisco. Why not? Why not? Brent Eight- Suter, too. Ooh. Why not? 877-867-1670. Andrew Wagner's going to join us at 1. We're going to step away here. One more break to hit before the top of the hour. If you want to chime in, we could fit your phone call in the next segment before Andrew comes on to talk Brewers. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, some stuff on the Bucks. Andre Iguodala, some have argued if he's a Hall of Famer. I don't like the argument because everyone makes the Hall of Fame, so I'm okay if he does. He had some things to say about Giannis. 
that were interesting. Giannis compared to another player of the past. We'll talk about that after Andrew coming up in the one o'clock hour. Also, All-Star Week coming up after Sunday. Burns likely not the starter for the All-Star game. He was asked how he feels about that. We'll play you what he had to say. That's all coming up after one. An update on the Open. So much more. It's Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And There he is. That's Brent Venables. That's what we talked about earlier. Oh, the audio is so much better than just reading it out. College football media days are underway. The Big Ten one coming up in a couple weeks. Zach Heilprin and I will be there in attendance. We will be doing a live show from 2 to 4 on Wednesday and on Thursday, we will have a live show. I don't know when exactly it will be, but I can't wait. Media days for college football just marks just closer to the start of the year. We get quotes like that. We get storylines like that. Brett Bielema returning to Madison. We're going to try to get him on the show, see if he can unblock Zach while we're at it. It's like Why a, is Zach blocked? Hold on. I want more on that. You know, I don't really know. I can definitely confirm Brett Bielema's wife blocks him as well. Probably because some jokes when Bielema went to Arkansas and struggled. I'm sure there were some jokes. There wasn't the best blood when he left and thought he could go to an SEC program and bring them to whatever point and then didn't. So I'm sure I'm sure there were jokes thrown out there. I can't say for sure. I can maybe get that story tonight. Kenny and Heilprin six to seven. Several of these same stations, I believe, definitely in Madison, in lacrosse, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. maybe I'll try to get that story tonight when we start to preview media days and what to expect. That is at six. That's a Wisconsin Badger show. So if you want your college football fix, we will bring it more on what we talked about yesterday as well. That blue chip ratio stuff and recruiting where they stand, all that good stuff. 877-867-1670. You want to join the program, do it. Coming up next, Andrew Wagner will be joining us to talk Brewers, uh, Forbes.com. He, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he has to say about where the Brewers, what they should prioritize at the deadline, where they should add. Because I think I've become very down on Colton Wong the more the days have gone by. Maybe it's because his struggles have been more evident moving to the leadoff spot with Yelich a little banged up. I'm interested whether he thinks center field is still the number one offensive or defensive priority for the team compared to uh, second base. Can I run something by you? This is a take that I might bring up with Andrew. I've written it in my show notes for tonight. I'm trying to write things down for my show. Sure. What about this? Your question about if the Brewers are closer to being a bad team or a great team. What about this? The Brewers have major problems that can be solved with minor solutions. Is that a fair way to categorize how we feel about this trade deadline? I wouldn't even call them major problems. We're nitpicking how guys are performing. If you look entirely, the offense is still above league average and more productive in other instances. We just nitpick the positions that are really struggling, I think. I wouldn't call them major by any means. 
Okay. Okay. Because they're still winning. Right. I'll adjust. I think it's an interesting way to phrase it, though. I would Andrew's say he's going to preach patience on whatever we ask him about. He's going to go, it's July. And then I'll feel dumb for worrying about anything. Then That's I'll say, Andrew, I woke going. up at four o'clock today. I had to host a radio show. What the hell are we going to talk about? All right. Yeah. It's Ben Kenny Grant bills in for Bill Michaels. Andrew Wagner joining us next. Stay right there. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.